0: Hello, my name is Crystal McGrath and you are listening to the Crushing Chaos Podcast. I'm a multi-passionate entrepreneur with a drive for connection and positivity. I spend my working hours on my music career as a recording artist. I have a music school where I get to share my passion for music and performance with clients of all ages, and I coach women how to live their best life through fitness, nutrition, and mindset. I love everything about wellness, business, and creativity. Some people call me crazy for doing so many things, but I call it living into my best potential. I am always full of new ideas and so thrilled to share tools, tips, and stories from inspiring women crushing the chaos in their personal and professional lives. This is a show that has everything from heartfelt stories of survival, healthy eating tips, and emotional growth, all the way to business tips, delegating, marketing, and how to grow your social media following. If you're a person striving to live your best life in all areas, then crushing chaos will have something for you. Grab your favorite beverage and join in on the conversation. Welcome to the Crushing Chaos podcast. Today we have Karishma Nayak. She is an empowerment coach and helps passionate women tackle self-doubt and start their personal growth journey so they can accomplish their goals. Welcome to the show. Thank
1: you. Thank you so much for having me.
0: Yeah. Thanks so much for taking time to be here. I'm excited to hear about your program and all the awesome things you do out there to inspire women and just, you know, your own personal story of growth and where you're at right now and mindset and all that good stuff. So let's get started. What are some events in your life that have brought you to this point where you're at? Wow,
1: that's um, that's a very loaded question. But uh, um, I would say that when I was starting, um, I was working in a nine to five job. Let's start with that. And I loved the job and I loved everything that I was doing. Um, I Or so I thought. And one day I woke up and I just, just didn't feel like going to work. Like there was this heaviness in me. And I started to think to myself, Why am I not excited about my day? And then the more I started to think about it, I realized I just wasn't happy. I wasn't happy with how things were. And the more I thought about it, I realized that, I was doing everything that I was supposed to do. And I'm doing this air quotation marks right now <laughs> um, because I was like, I was doing everything. Like I had a nine to five job. I have a good home. I have friends, you know, I have good food. I like, I go out a party with friends. Like life is supposed to be good. Why am I not happy? Um, and that thought just spiraled into more and more self-reflection, which made me realize what we were talking about earlier is learning that I was doing everything that I thought I was supposed to do, not what I truly wanted to do. So the minute that realization kicked in that, oh my God, I have a choice here and I can do things differently, that just changed the game for me. And that was what I call an awakening moment for myself. So the minute I I figured that out, I started to just research and learn a lot more on how I can change my current situation. And going through that learning journey has somehow brought me here today. So
0: so cool how we have to have our own awakenings before we can really coach our journey and our story and inspire so many people. So you are from India. What brought you to Canada and what was that transition and the journey like?
1: Yeah. So I grew up in India and I moved to Canada in 2011, end of 2011. And I was, um, I want to say 22, 21, 21 around then. Um, So growing up, nobody in my family has been abroad. Like everybody's been in India except one distant aunt um, and, you know, a few relatives. And um, when when I was in school, this is a funny story. And every time I tell somebody, they laugh. But so in school, like we used to watch all these movies. And in India with schools, there's the population is like a lot, right? So in our schools, we in each class, we have almost 80 to 100 students. And we wow. have gigantic benches and in on one bench you will at least have four people and sometimes you squeeze in five students on the same bench so we are all like crammed up and sitting and learning and it was a lot of fun and i remember this particular moment where i was watching some kind of movie a hollywood movie we didn't watch a lot of those Um, and then randomly like something was playing and i saw this classroom where every single student had their own bench like, they just get this single individual benches. And that fascinated me. I was like, that's so cool. <laughs> and what was even more fascinating is that each student got their own laptops, like the computers <laughs> at that time, they laptop, but they had their own things to do. And I remember that idea just sitting in my head for the longest time. So I had determined I was going to go abroad and study. Like, that was my goal. I didn't think much of it. So when I graduated, um, I told my parents I wanted to go abroad. And they were like, sure, like, why not? Let's let's give it a try. It's a little risky. Nobody's done this before. <laughs> um, but yeah, I ended up coming here. And I was not sure if I was going to like it or not here, like how were things going to turn out. But the minute I came here, I just fell in love with the freedom, especially freedom for women, because mm. I could go out at midnight And still feel safe. Like I could do those things. I was allowed to have my voice and voice my opinions and do a lot of things and have almost an equal opportunity compared to back home where it's such a male-dominated country that the opportunities for women, you have to just fight a lot to grow and come up. And so, yeah, I fell in love and I just, I was like, you know what? I don't want to go back. How do I stay here? Let's figure out the
0: next steps. Wow, that's a really cool, insightful thing to think about how we just take our voice for granted. I think so much when you're used to using your voice. And when you have that freedom and when you aren't shown or experienced another way, you just, you know, I have my voice and I get to use it. And I think that's something we need to take, need to not take for granted and really find gratitude, like making your gratitude list your voice should be on there, you know, because we don't think about that. I don't think often enough here in North America about how lucky we are. So thank you for sharing that because I think that's a really good reminder for a lot of people.
1: Thank you. Yeah. Such a cool perspective. And Mm -hmm. sometimes even now I forget that being here for so many years, but um, yeah, this truly, again, just brings back all the feels about just, truly being grateful for the voice and the freedom and for the opportunities, especially as the women that I get here. So,
0: Yeah. Yeah. I like that. Gratitude. That's beautiful. That's beautiful. So that's a pretty big moment in your life to transition countries like that. What are some other growth moments that you've experienced in your life that have really helped shape who you are and your mindset?
1: Wow. So there's, there's been a lot and, um, my friends some of my friends just call me that like when they describe me they're just like you just have this curiosity about life like I just I just wonder things and I just question things and I'm just like why did this happen how can I do this differently so a lot of the times these curiosities have definitely led me to a lot of aha moments um but especially within the last couple of years um when, after I had my awakening moment, I started to just research and learn and learn a lot more and as I continue to expand on my personal growth journey, I have had so many aha moments um one of the big one, and I keep saying that because it is such a strong pillar with what I coach my clients as well is that you have a choice, you have a choice, and that mm-hmm. statement itself is so 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 powerful for me um that realizing that there is a different way to do things we are so used to running our lives in an autopilot mode and continuing the same patterns over and over and over again without realizing that we are running a pattern so the minute i learned that there is a different alternative like the pattern was interrupted and i was like oh you can do things differently you can create a life that you choose for you. It just simply means you have a choice in every victim mindset. Like I was such a victim for anything. And so I was like, oh, I applied resumes and nobody's responding to me. And there's it's so hard to find jobs and it's this and it's that. And and then the moment somebody told me you realize that you're putting everything on other people and not taking any responsibility yourself. I was like, well, what can I do about it? and then I started thinking I was like wait yeah I can do this differently I can do that differently I can do that differently I can try this so now like the learning moment for me is like what can I do about this instead of saying ah this happened
0: yeah that's a really good point um I think a lot of times there's a lot of not a lot of education on how can you live your life in control, be in control of your life. Like as a child, I don't think we're, we're really taught that we have total control over our choices. And I think it's a lot of people think, okay, this is my plan. I need to go to school and I need to get a job and I need to work, you know, a nine to five. And that's like what's set up that we forget that we have all these, all these choices to create our lives and to create our own opportunities. And, you know, not everyone's an entrepreneur. Not everybody can just go and start their own business. It definitely takes a certain type of person and mindset. But um, there are still so many different ways you can get creative with creating changes in your life, right? 100%. Mm-hmm.
1: And, um, I was... When you were saying that, I was just reflecting back on listening to your intro for your podcast where you were just saying how you call it living your life to the fullest, right? And yeah when I was listening to that, it made me think that that's amazing that like, imagine there's a dial and you've turned up the dial to like a hundred because you're like living your life to the maximum you can at this moment. And you're like doing everything to fulfill, feel fulfilled and live that life and continue to make choices that you want for yourself. And uh, thinking back, I realized that for the longest time, I didn't even know that there was a dial that existed. <laughs> it was in a negative tune, like you know, like I had to like understand that. Wait, first of all, there's a dial, and then it's yeah. like, oh my God, I gotta turn it up. So, like, go to ten, go to twenty, and then how do you get it to a hundred? So, turning up the dial, like you know, that's yeah. how you life to the fullest. You gotta slowly build that up. But totally, yeah, that was that was such a good moment for me to reflect on. So thank you for inspiring and thank you for doing all these things and being such a good example of what's possible.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I think um, it definitely takes a lot of work though (laughs) to to do, to live your fullest life, right? Like, you know, let's just touch on this for a second. Like you think living your life passionately, following your dreams is easy? Well, no, (laughs) it's not, right? And I think I can speak for for everyone that is out there on a journey on their own, trying to figure out how do I create a life out of my passion? And it's fun, but is it easy? No. Does it take work? Yes. Does it take a mindset of like always waking up and saying, I got this, even when you feel like you are underground, right? What are some ways that you know, maybe you pull yourself up on a day where you're not feeling the brightest or the shiniest or the most sparkly.
1: Yeah, this is a really good question. And, and, um, it's, it, it, it's been evolving so much as I continue to grow myself, um, that it changes from time to time. And just recently I had a not very fun day and I was just feeling Mm -hmm. really, really low. And, um, I was able to handle the situation so well that like I reflected on it the next day and I was so proud of myself that I had never done that before. But um, something that I recently did, I'll share that, is um, I've learned to look at myself in in two different ways. So a lot of the times as human beings, we are either in one of the two states, we're either in a lower self mode or a higher self mode or we are either um, in a fixed mindset or a growth mindset, you know. Um, And what I have learned is that when we're feeling really low, we are hurting. We're not happy. And there is an unmet need. When you're in pain or unhappy or something that's bothering you, inside of you, there is a need that hasn't been met. And when you are really happy and when your life is amazing and you, it feels like you're just like rocking life, that's the point where you're just healing, you're happy, you're at your fullest capacity. Um, and so when I'm in those moments, I've learned to capture that and ask mm-hmm. myself, what would my hurting self want to hear? What is that unmet need that?" that my hurting self would want to hear from me. And I've learned to give that to myself. And it's still an evolving practice. I definitely haven't mastered that at all. (laughs) um, I wrote an open letter. I actually ended up, it, it was a journal entry, and then I decided to share it with everybody else. So I ended up putting it on my Instagram too. I shared it as a post, but I wrote an open letter from my healing self to my hurting self. And in that letter, I just wrote everything that I would want to hear. And that simple things, there are such simple things as that, hey, like you're seen, you're heard, you matter. I love you no matter what. You're worthy of everything. You are enough. Just those simple affirmations um that sometimes we need to hear. And then I wrote that just for myself. And the other day when I wasn't feeling well, I I actually remembered that. I pulled that up and I read that and and something changed. Like I felt better. It, it, of course, didn't fix the situation. But I guess long story short, self-love and self-acceptance mm-hmm. more than self-love. I know the term mm-hmm. self-love has been thrown around a lot lately. And sometimes I feel like it loses its true meaning. So I want to attach self-acceptance, just accepting you for who you are, how you are, where you are, and knowing that you matter and you're loved no matter what.
0: Yeah. I love that. I think um, you're right. That term is thrown around a lot and it means so much more than just those two words, self-love, right? The acceptance part, the, you know, authentic self part, just there's so, you can go so deep on, on what self-love means, but it's very important to to bring awareness. If we don't love ourselves, we can't love anyone or anything else, right?
1: You can't fill anybody else's cup if your cup is not full.
0: That's so true. What's your favorite thing about coaching?
1: Wow, that's a good one. Um I do want to add something else to the previous question though. Oh, sure. Besides the besides the self love and self acceptance, another thing that I I do teach my clients a lot and this is like really easy and quick for anybody else to do is zooming out. Like just zoom out of the situation a lot of the times when we're feeling All these negative emotions, we've gone down the spiral and we've zoomed in so much that we forget to see the big picture. So just close your eyes for a moment and imagine that you're slowly, just like the computer screen, you're slowly hitting that negative button and zooming out. And just start to think of your current situation where you're sitting, then zoom out a little bit more, think about the house you're in, then zoom out a little bit more, think about where this place is located on the street, zooming out a little bit more, hey, what state, what country, where are you? Then zooming out a little bit more and thinking about like the whole planet. And then the more you zoom out, you realize the problem's not that big. The world is so big and your problem's, not the end of the world. You're fine. You're okay. You'll get through this. Yeah. Yeah.
0: I love that. Zoom out.
1: Yeah. So just got to zoom out a little. Um, and then coming back to your current question, what do I love about coaching? <sighs> what don't I love would be the question. Um, <laughs> I, I love everything, every single thing about coaching. I don't, I, I, I don't think there is any aspect of coaching that I don't love. And I never thought I'd be a coach. I I grew up in a family, my, my dad and my mom. My mom um, is a college professor. My dad was a school teacher, and then he became a school principal. My grandfather was a teacher. So I come from a teaching family, and I grew up seeing them teach all the students. And so... I've always loved teaching, but I told myself I wasn't going to be a teacher because um, for some reason I had put it in my head that teachers don't get paid that well as a kid. Like their salary is not very good. So I told myself I wasn't going to be a teacher. Um, And then I just, for some reason, stuck with that. And growing up, I just like, I was in sales for a bit. I worked in a technology firm. I did social media. I did marketing. I did so many other things that teaching just never crossed my mind. And when I stumbled into coaching, it just felt so natural. It just fit. It it just made so much sense. And then the more I started to accept the role as a coach, I just got told from so many friends and family that it, it just makes total sense because they love the way how I'm able to break down bigger concepts and just make sense of it to them. Or mm-hmm. like the patience sometimes that I have in understanding what they're going through and just little things. And now I'm just bragging about myself. But <laughs> <laughs> no,
0: no, no, no. I'm um, confidently speaking about your strengths. That's it.
1: You have to accept your strengths too. I find that there's nothing, absolutely nothing wrong with owning up what you're good at. Yeah. As also, also equally good at owning up what you're not good at because that's an opportunity for growth and and apologizing and, and not being a victim about it and just taking radical ownership and responsibility for that.
0: I love that. So you have a course program. It runs 90 days. Is that right? 90 yeah. day rotations? Yeah.
1: 90 day program. Yes. Cool. Accelerator.
0: So tell us a little bit about that program.
1: Yeah, I so the program I've designed is called Confidently You Accelerator and um how it came about is that like we were talking about it I just went through like this phase where I was such a big people pleaser and I still call myself a recovering people pleaser because <laughs> I don't, I've completely fixed that part of me but there was a point where I would always just put everybody else before me and I did not even understand this whole concept of self and self esteem. And I had completely lost a sense of self. And so as I started to rebuild that, there was nowhere for me to go. Like, yes, there was motivation videos that I watched and there was a few books here and there that I read, but there was nothing that totally helped me with my situation with helping me go through what I was going through. And I, I signed up for programs and things and like I, I tried, but all of that would give you information and, and, then that's it. Like It's up to you to decide what you want to do with it. And so I thought to myself, how do I create a program that is going to hold my client's hand and walk them through this journey exactly what I've walked through? Because I started to meet so many people who had gone through the same struggles and they are looking for something to fix their situation. And so I designed this program in a way that it's 12 weeks and I've created a lot of material that goes with it, which I call the course curriculum. So this was like amazing modules with slideshows and my voiceover. Um, And they get to listen to this on their own. It's self-paced and I drip them week after week so that they don't get overwhelmed. Um, And then every week they get a coaching call with me. And because the main learning is already done on their own pace through the material, the coaching calls really allow me to talk to them and understand how's it going for them. Where are they stuck? What is an area of opportunity for growth or learning? Or where can I be more supportive of? Um, and there's a lot of accountability. There's some homework pieces to it, and and a lot of messy action. Like the program, one of the pillars is taking messy action and moving forward. How to stop worrying about everybody else and putting yourself first, how to stop worrying about doubting your own abilities and just truly creating that life that you want for yourselves and finding the balance between life and work and family and kids or whatever it is that you're juggling with. And more importantly, procrastination, because I procrastinate a lot and I've learned to phrase the term now. I call it pressure because I'm such a pressure performer. How do you accomplish your goals? Because you can have a lot of you. I know we all do have this to-do list that we keep throwing this imaginary to-do list, a pile of things. I'll do it someday. I'll do it someday. I'll do it someday. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> and it never gets done. So how do you get to that list? You know. So yeah, those are like some of the important things that we put into the program. But yeah, that's just the overview of Confidently U Accelerator. And I take very limited um, students in it so that I can really just stay with them and give my full attention because they deserve it. Um, and then I close the enrollments So enro- the enrollment. Um, if somebody's interested, they can just send me a message or put their name on the wait list. And then when enrollment opens again in a few months, then um, they obviously get a priority in, in those seats because I work with a small number of people.
0: Oh, that's so great. Well, we'll be sure to post about all of that on the show notes and have your link to your Instagram so everybody can find you. Thank you so much for taking time out of your day and having this beautiful conversation, sharing about your story and your strengths and all that good stuff. Thanks for being here.
1: Thank you so much for for this opportunity like we talked about. And thank you again for just doing what you do. There's, There's so many people out there who need to hear it. And Um, As long as just one person can make a change in their life with what you're doing with this amazing platform and with your voice, then I'm sure it's going to be so worthwhile. So thank you.
0: Oh, you're so welcome. Thank you for supporting the journey. Thank you so much for listening to the crushing chaos podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, we would love for you to take a screenshot of you listening, share it on your Instagram story and tag us at crushing chaos podcast. We love to repost on our story and show appreciation to our listeners. Be sure to check out the website at www.crystalmcgrath.ca slash crushing chaos, where you can find more information on our guests and sign up for emails to stay up to date with new episodes and all the upcoming exciting new adventures. I cannot wait to connect again with you soon. Until next time.